go. Will and Ollie in the studio breaking down probably, no, it definitely is the best weekend of football that there is. Four games, Ollie and Will, lots of hot takes. This is the Gridiron Show. Right, enough of that. This is a Gridiron Show. Uh, catch us at Gridiron on Twitter, at Will Gavin, at Ollie Hunter. But, Willie, we, we are in the midst, on the cusp of the best weekend that football can provide. Am I right or am I wrong? I, I love the Divisional Weekend. It is legitimately my favourite weekend of the footballing calendar. What I will say is that so basically this week I've had between work and I had a funeral to go to. Don't worry. It's all good. And this big WWE event today, I've not been able to keep enough in the loop with all the coaching hirings and firings. I can give you a, a one word feeling on the head coach hirings that we've had this week. If you'd like me to. Yeah, but... no, I, I want that. <laughs> what? Willie's one word is always great. Do you want to go through them with me? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> one word, Willie. <laughs> God. <laughs> um, all New right, York. Are you good. Okay, New York haven't. Have they appointed someone? I thought they appointed Adam Gase. Oh, they are. They're in the process of appointing Adam Gase. I don't think he's actually been confirmed yet. Uh, Greg Williams. going to make a noise rather than a noise. Greg Williamson a, talks uh, to become the Jets' the defensive coordinator as well. Uh, all right. Well, okay. One word. Uh, potentially on the Adam Gase, Greg Williams hookup in New York. Meh. Mm, just meh. I would. I'd expected more. I would. So I'm going to go with. Bleh. <laughs> okay. I like the noises rather than the, the words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next, uh, Bruce Arians confirmed as Tampa Bay Buccaneers coach. Woo. Which is great because he's coming to New uh, coming to New York. He's coming to to the UK. But, uh, the Buccaneers have a home game scheduled in the UK next season, so we get to see him on our shores. I love Bruce Arians. Okay, what's the other one? What's the, there is there is another one, isn't there? There's quite a few, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Signor Klimmer. Is that his, no Cliff Cl- Klingsbury. Klingsbury? Cliff Klingsbury. Cliff. Okay. Well, I don't know. Uh, they, they, yeah, in uh, in Norfolk we have this um, in we have this expression. If you don't know something, uh, uh, you just go. Uh. Oh no, it, it, it's were, were. Anyway, were, Okay, next one. I don't think there are any more. I don't, I don't think there are any more. Anyway, I'm over it. Okay, good. Um, where do you want to start? So here's what I want to do. We're going to talk about all the head coaching next week. We're going to talk about all the news next week. We're going to get into all of that next week. We are literally just going to tuck into the games. Yum, 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 yum. And we're just going to go over them and discuss them and give our thoughts of what's going to happen in them. So let's start off. Let's just do them like we should do in chronological order, Ollie. Not in order of preference of game that we like most. We can do that as well if you want. No, 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 no. But no. I'll tell you what will happen. The first game will still be the same. <laughs> 
because you love the Colts. We all know this. We know that you have jumped the the Rams bandwagon that you were on. <laughs> you bought yourself a Colts poncho, and you I now support the, the Colts. We all know this. I found, I found the poncho today. I should uh, I should wear it in the studio on Saturday. If you decided not to give that to Adam, no, I haven't. I've only seen him like once since we've been back, and it wasn't in a situation to which I could hand him the. Because he went to India, so... Yeah, you don't need a poncho in India. Um, Absolutely not. Save the poncho. Don't give it to him before Saturday. Wear it on Saturday. Wear it on Saturday. The Indianapolis Colts go to the Kansas City Chiefs. The Colts are on their third straight road game. Teams who have been in that situation in the playoffs are 2-8 and eight in the last 10 years. Andy Reid... Coming off a bye week is Andy Reid coming off a bye week. And essentially, that's what this is. They had a playoff bye week. He is 17-3 and three in those situations. The Chiefs had one of the best offences in football, the best record in the AFC. And yet, last weekend, I didn't go bold enough. And my picks ended up being pants. I kept saying why I thought the road team was going to win, and they're not picking them. So this week... I'm going to back my boys and I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts to win in Kansas City. Now, is this because essentially the matchups, you've worked it out. Okay, the Kansas City um, offense will score points against that Indianapolis defense, but the defense will keep them in the game. The two special teams, sets of special teams are kind of much of a muchness. But then when you break it down and you look at the Indianapolis offense, against the Kansas City defence, is that what you're saying? That's where Indianapolis will end up having more of an edge than the reverse? The Indianapolis Colts, and particularly Marlon Mack, went for over 100 yards this past week over the Houston Texans in Houston, who have one of the top three run defences in almost every possible way in the NFL this season. And now they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs, who've got good pass rush, don't get me wrong, I expect D Ford and Justin Houston and Chris Jones give them some problems. I, I will hold my hands up and say I expect that to happen. In particular, who has been unbelievable, back healthy. Uh, and and uh, between having him, having Quinton Nelson, who was an absolute beast last week, and just so much better on that offensive line with Andrew Luck as well, I think they'll put up points. But I do think their defense, uh, they can obviously stop the run game. Mm. because we, we've we seen that from, from Darius Leonard and from those big men up front. Margus Hunt, you said it had a big game last week. It's whether or not little Pierre Desir can shut down uh, the somebody on his own. Essentially, I think he will end up uh, matching... Uh, he'll end up probably matching up on um, little Tyreek Hill, I imagine. I don't know well, well, very, less, less of the little very stuff. derogatory. Less of the little stuff, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very derogatory. Um, and then it's whether or not they can match up for all those other weapons that they have. And I'd argue that in the second half of the season, maybe the season overall, after there, there were some offensive problems towards the end in New Orleans, that these were the two best performing quarterbacks in the NFL. I, oh, I'm i just not... Yeah, I, the reason <laughs> that I'm talking myself out of it is because I think the Chiefs have so much to force you to match up on. And, yeah. I, okay, I'm, t- I'm, I'm taking the Colts, but that's very, it's a heart-overhead situation. Now, because of this Saturday, it's a Saturday game, 
Uh, we've already had the final injury report. Do you want some highlights from the Chiefs' final in- injury report? I, I want all your highlights. Okay, so Eric Berry, he was a limited practice practicer with a heel injury on Tuesday, but did not practice. Yeah, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. His status questionable. Tyreek Hill, full practice across the board. Uh, who else have we got here? Reggie Ragland, full practice across the board. He had a hip issue, but he's okay. Spencer Ware is an interesting one. Now, I prefer, um, I've, I've far preferred Damian Williams. I think he's been brilliant since he came in. I, I, I don't want to say it, but I called it. Uh, he's limited practice all week. He's questionable. I predict that him and Sammy Watkins, who's exactly the same, will be game time's decisions. So, little Pierre Desir, you'd expect to match up on Tyreek Hill. But if they move Tyreek Hill around, potentially there's Sammy Watkins on the other side. You've also got um, Kelvin Benjamin, who they brought in, who is that big, big body that's going to take up one or two defenders in those red zone situations. For me, the Chiefs have been on a bye. They've had... um, You've got the whole Andy Reid off a bye record You've also got the fact that they're in Arrowhead. You've also got the fact that I think that they're going to improve on defense somewhat. The Colts will be tired. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs. These two quarterbacks between them, Andrew Luck and Patrick Holmes, have both managed multiple touchdowns in 14 out of their 17 and 16 games, respectively. And their 89 combined passing touchdowns is the highest of opposing quarterbacks in playoff history. That is so sexy. Wow. This is going to be pointsy. It's going to be... Do you remember when these two teams faced off and it was like 45-42 in the playoffs back in... It was the first year that I ever did the the playoffs on radio. It's the year I was at Absolute. And we actually had the game after them that night, which ended up... I can't even remember what the game was. But when you've just watched Colts Chiefs and Alex Smith and that unbelievable comeback... And then you have to watch whatever dross we ended up with. I just, you you never forget the good ones, do you? So no. I think this will be similarly high scoring. Basically, I like the Colts to cover at that plus six-ish mark that they're at, uh, if we're talking in betting terms. Ooh, I'm still taking them. I'm taking the Colts. I'm doing it. I'm taking the Colts over the Chiefs. There's so much to love in this game. I think Travis Kelsey could have a really big game. Uh, the, the Colts not great against the tight end this season. I'm, I'm still taking the Colts. I, there's something special going on there. Where we didn't see a team last week in four games, eight teams, four games, um, that's the maths, right? Yeah. Um, not go above 24 points. I think definitely, I think in this game, both teams will go above 24 points. And the line actually... I think, I think one team could double that. <laughs> the line is 57 points. I, go over that line, <laughs> please. Uh, but responsibly. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think, I think across the board, we could see across the four games, I think we'll see an awful lot of points scored high scoring game. I'm going to go 44 to 32 chiefs over Colts. Now the Dallas Cowboys heads face the Los Angeles Rams live on talk sport on Saturday night with myself and Ollie, the Cowboys who obviously lost Alan Hearns to a season-ending ankle injury uh, last weekend. Have had Cole Beasley, Tavon Austin and Blake Jarwin all carrying injuries this past week. Blake Jarwin has been brilliant through the last two weeks, both as a blocker and as a pass catcher. Quiet one to get in your old dynasty leagues in the fantasy. 
The Rams missing Todd Gurley, not played a stat for the last four weeks, should be back and ready to go. There's a question over whether he was just kept out of the last couple of games because they already knew that they were in the playoffs and that they had the bye. The the Cowboys coming here, I think this is the heaviest uh, favourite of the weekend. I know the Saints are heavier over the Eagles, but it's a full touchdown that they are favourites. So, Ollie, why should we think that the Cowboys are going to achieve anything in this game? Because their defence is actually really good. Really good. And they're, they're a stifling defence where they don't allow teams to to get drives together. And if they do get them in the red zone, they they stop them generally. Um they had a really, really good game against a, a Seahawks team who didn't change their plans, who didn't look at what was going on game flow wise and 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 switch it up. But the Dallas Cowboys forced all of that. And when you think about what the Rams do on offense, which is a lot of running the ball on first down with Todd Gurley, perhaps the the Rams would have seen what the Seahawks did and and, and failed against the Cowboys. But the, you've got to look at the Cowboys' defense and think, do you know what? They're going to cause the Rams some problems. And when you stop the Rams scoring on offense, they they tend to struggle. And we saw that with Jared Goff in, down the stretch it's somewhat. We saw it in some of the other games, the game against Green Bay potentially. They only won because Todd Gurley decided to break out. So there is there is that cause for optimism. But on offense... The Cowboys are massively banged up. Um, Cole Beasley hasn't practiced all week. He is questionable. I expect him to be ruled out. Um, the same with with your man Jake Bar uh, J- Blake Jarwin, not Jake Blarwin. That would be. I mean, ridiculous. I literally just said. I literally just said I expect all these people to play. But I think they. I think I don't think they will. I think Cole Beasley took a really big hit um, on or a, a real hit on his ankle, and therefore I don't think he will play it. So. Offensively, they are banged up. It, it, I've got the Rams, but I think the Cowboys will give them some problems. So, I, I, on that Rams defensive, on that Cowboys defensive side of the ball, sorry, they've got a, a number of players in there who are should and absolutely like uh, right up there in Pro Bowl contention. I mean, Jalen Smith and Leighton Lander have been unbelievable at linebacker. Byron Jones has been excellent. Um, I think Anthony Brown's had a really good year as well, but actually beyond that, there are some there are matchup problems for them. I think on that side of the ball against the Rams, I think someone like Brandon Cooks, with the system that the Cowboys play, should be able to. That we haven't seen Jared Goff throw the ball deep a huge amount over recent weeks. I I really do believe that we have a fully healthy Todd Gurley come back. They establish the run. We start to see that play action build up. I think what you need from the Cowboys, they desperately need to go on the road and stay disciplined early, not do what the 49ers did when they went to Los Angeles, which I know was a less meaningful game, but go in there and just poop the bed right from moment one. And so I think they will go in there. I think that they will score early the Rams uh, over the Cowboys. If they start biting on things like the play action, they should take deep shots early. Um, And when you consider that, with the Cowboys and the Rams, you have the two worst teams in red zone offense left in the playoffs. The Cowboys is that is because they can't convert in the red zone. The Rams is because it feels like they don't need to convert in the red zone because they take so many shots from downfield, from outside the 20. I uh, I think the Rams will win this. And I'm sorry, Cowboys fans, I think they might win it big. Oh, 
well, for your uh, new Rams love, you hope so. Do the Rams do a lot of looking to try and get receivers in a bit of space and get a lot of yards after the catch? Am I think? Am I imagining that throughout yeah, the season? Yeah, I think what you see. Yeah, no, I think what you will see from them it, that is, it's the bunch receivers, the trips receivers with the Y ISO or the X ISO with the the old Geordie guy on the other side exactly yeah that's the old Geordie <laughs> and and so they will do a lot of that and I think that's where the linebackers need to probably need to play a bit more zone a bit less man probably give them some uh, defend that area over the middle with the athleticism that you get from Jalen Smith and from Leighton Van Der Esch. it's on the other side I'd be more concerned though because this isn't your Cowboys offensive line of the last two, three years for the majority. Mm. You have a real issue with Connor Williams, the rookie, and, and Joe Looney, the centre. I don't think that's a good pairing on that side of the line. And they have to go up against the guy who has the third most... The, is it the, the third most interior sacks all time? Might even be the most interior sacks of all time. I think I've... I've, might have got that but also on, wrong in my head. On the, on a season, the most interior sacks in one season of all time. Yeah, so the, the so here you go. That was why I thought it was the third. So the stat I read was the Cowboys allow the third most sacks from interior linemen all season. Aaron Donald leads the league in sacks and has pressured quarterbacks more than any other player since 2016. And this season has more sacks from the, an interior position than any player has ever had in the history of the NFL. I just think that Dak Prescott, for as much as I was really impressed with him over the last two weeks, he is going to have to play a flawless game to be able to win this one. And I just think I can see him getting so much pressure from the middle. Maybe we see Zeke on some dump-offs and some swing passes, getting some yards after catch. But you were saying about how banged up they are. I do think the Rams the Rams should be heavy favourites in this one. Who Sorry, you, guys. Who do you think will have a bigger game? Um, just just yards wise, regardless of what who's going to win, who's going to have the bigger most amount of yards out of Todd Gurley and Zeke Elliott? Ooh, it might be Zeke Elliott still because I think they're going to end up having to lean on the run yeah. when there's that interior pressure coming. And actually, if you run kind of outside zone against the um, against the Rams, they're not particularly great at setting the edge. That's not what they've been good at this season. And so there is potential to pick up some yardage to the outside. Um, and Zeke Elliott is a great inside runner, outside runner, just great pure runner. I, I love him. So, yeah, I, I think Zeke will probably have more yardage overall, but it could be. Let's have your score prediction then. Oh, I hate score predictions. Well, I like them. Let's do it. R- Rams 35, Cowboys 21. Oh, okay. I've gone Rams 31, Cowboys 15. Okay. okay. The Los Angeles Chargers heads to New England to face the Patriots. Uh, Patriots just four-point favourites in this one. Really interesting to see Hunter Henry added to the active roster of the Chargers. And that should be available for that game, although uh, uh, thoughts are that his snaps will be limited. It's going to be interesting to see the the, the matchup that I'm 
I guess, excited to look forward to, even though it's not a particularly sexy one, is the Chargers and Gus Bradley in that win last weekend over the Ravens. Did that really, I mean, it's been so heavily talked about and written about, but playing the seven defensive backs and playing pretty much constantly in that system. The problem is, is I think the Patriots in that cold weather, it's going to be minus three degrees. I I think that they are going to attack this game by trying to run the ball a lot. I think you're going to see the Patriots lining up with a lot of uh, 22 personnel, so two tight ends, two backs as well. So you're going to see James Devlin in the game as a fullback. And they are just going to try and absolutely bang the ball against the Chargers. And the problem is the Chargers' defense actually is a little underrated. When you consider how much talent it has and how excited we were about coming into the season... It was surprising how many people were surprised that that's what won them the game last weekend was their brilliant defence. And I think if they can get after Tom Brady, get him off his spot, it's the old, old classic. If you can get to Tom Brady, if you can worry him, if you can hurry him, that's where he does start to struggle. He gets the ball out so quickly. I I think the Chargers are going to... The Chargers, I'm going to pick another upset on the road. I'm doing it. Taking the Chargers to win this one. AFC upset weekend. Is... The New England defense slightly underrated, and not the not the guys potentially up front. I, although Trey Flowers, uh, he was good in that Super Bowl win, but the likes of Dante High, Hightower, Carl Van Noy, you have got the McCourty twins, um, Patrick Chung, Stephen Gilmore, some really big names in the backfield and the middle field of that uh, Patriots defense. Gilmore's been absolutely superb this season. Yeah, and uh, if he if he can take Keenan Allen out of the game single handedly without being without having to double, then that could be uh, that that could be some an important part of this game. But it's something we talked about. We've had the Patriots on Sunday Night Football a few times, and it's something we've talked about when we've had them on. Uh, there is a way to beat the Patriots. And that defense, because whilst they have some talent in the backfield, Chung and the McCourty brothers and Deron Harmon, when he's uh, he's forced to drop into coverage and uh, JC Jackson has stepped up and had a really good second half of the season. But even so, there's not a lot of speed there. And what you've got on the other side of the ball is Philip Rivers, who loves to throw a deep ball. We've not seen a huge amount of it of it in recent weeks. So much like Jared Goff, I think we'll see a return to it. Hunter Henry, if he is healthy enough to go, though he might be with limited snaps, is a is a quick guy. You've then got Tyro Williams, Mike Williams, Travis Benjamin, all of whom can be deep threats. I want to see lots of deep crosses. I want to see people coming off the line five or six steps and then going deep across the formation, trying to pull Patriots defenders out of position. And uh, if you get a one-on-one with McCourty and then you try to go across the formation and he has to chase you down, you're getting to that ball first. I am intrigued to see if they'll be able to run the ball at all the charges. What Melvin Gordon, who still hasn't looked up to what he had been early in the season, can come back and whether Austin Eckler can have a role in there. Because I do think they will need to get a balance. But overall, I just think the Chargers are the more talented football team. I think they are as well. And you mentioned those receivers, all, well, the, the Williams guys and, and Keenan Allen, all three of those are six foot two plus. And I think that's going to make a difference when, if Rivers is chucking the ball up long, the you say there isn't that much speed 
in the Patriots' backfield. I don't think there's that much height either. And when you're chucking up some balls where um, six foot two, six foot four, six foot four plus guys are are trying to bring it down and get it, then you know that that bodes well for you. It's just the worry that Rivers's arm isn't quite there. Hence, we're seeing a lot of side arm, a lot of um, short passes. But I, th- I think. <laughs> My problem potentially is not that his arm isn't there, but he's been sacked 32 times this season uh, from 18 a year ago. And it doesn't feel like he can rely on the interior of that line, particularly the guards in Schofield and Feeney. But, I mean, that means that you're saying that the most untrustworthy unit probably for the Chargers is their interior line, is their offensive line. What's the most, uh, what's traditionally the thing that the Patriots have not done well over the recent seasons? I don't know where you're going with this, Willie. Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. It's rushing the passer. Trey Flowers leads the team with just seven and a half sacks on the season. And there, there are guys, you know, Claiborne, we've seen have big games before. Dietrich Wise had a bit, a couple of big games earlier in the season. I really like Malcolm Brown, but, Honestly, I don't know who's going to get to Rivers. And I think you need to get to Rivers if you're going to stop this game. I don't think they're going to. I, My heart says the Chargers. And I think my head is saying it as well. Um, we're agreeing quite a lot, Will, which is slightly worrying. But I'm going to go for a nice tight game, 31 to 28 Oh, the Chargers won't go there and dominate them. I can't imagine it. I can't see it at all. Although the many times I've said won't and then it's happened in my life is uh, <laughs> pretty regular. But uh, yeah, honestly, New England, the problem is New England look like they're beatable. And when New England have looked like they're beatable in the past, they've gone on to win Super Bowls. Mm. So uh, I never want to write off Brady. I never want to write off Belichick. But this is the most vulnerable they've looked with a team coming in in recent memory. And we might end up with the Chargers Colts 5th v 6th seed AFC Championship game. Well, that's what you Just imagine it, Oli. Yeah. Just imagine it. Did you call me Oli? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Do you think... <laughs> do, you, do you think that the, the Vegas line on points is 47.5? Do you think that's about right? I might go under with that. Mm, I've gone over with 50... 59 <laughs> what's happened to you man doing maths i've gone 59 points but yeah mate, yeah, yeah 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 okay okay um, interesting that the, the charges um it's the stat that everyone's rolled out but the charges are have nine wins on the season when not playing in their home stadium that of course includes they're they're nine and one because they had eight road games which they lost one of plus the London game. Teams who have won nine games not in their home stadium in a season. It's happened three times before, and they all won the Super Bowl. Was one of them Miami? I can't remember. Probably. I had the stab in front of me earlier enough. It's gone now. Okay, <laughs> I didn't mean to throw you under the bus there, buddy. I promise you, I didn't. Right. Philadelphia Eagles head to the New Orleans Saints. Yes. Saints at minus eight. They hammered the Eagles 48 to seven in the Superdome back in week 11 with the Eagles having just 196 total yards on offense. But that wasn't a Nick Foles-led offense. <laughs> how, how weird is that to think? Uh, same start I rolled out earlier. Third straight road game. Teams should do that in the playoffs. 
uh, a two and eight traditionally. Uh, the thing is, with Foles under centre, uh, the Eagles are eight and one when a game finishes within a score. And if they can keep this tight early on, then they'll have an opportunity. My problem with this game is that the Eagles have been much, much, much improved up front. So good, that of that defensive line in recent weeks. I think that Russell Douglas, Avante Maddox, Sidney Jones can all be beaten deep by Drew Brees hitting the Michael Thomases of this world by hitting some wheel routes toward Alvin Kamara. They can, some double moves, some nice moves in the backfield. I think we are going to see... I, I, I've said in my red zone dot bet videos this week, I've said breeze over 300 yards and I'd be amazed if he didn't. I think they'll throw the ball a ton uh, on that secondary. And yeah, I, I just, I don't like blowouts in divisional weekend. It's meant to be the best weekend of football of the year. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be that idiot that again, didn't back the underdog Eagles after not backing them last week and then pulling it out and not backing them last year on two separate occasions and then pulling it out and not backing them in the Super Bowl and then pulling it out. But I think finally, finally, New Orleans is a step too far for them. Is there any worry that Michael Bennett hasn't practiced this week? He did the same last week. He missed Wednesday and Thursday practices but before fully participating on Friday. We haven't got the Friday injury report in as of yet. But he is key to what the Eagles like to do up front, isn't he? It's a bigger worry if the Saints' offensive line is all fully healthy because I think they'll be able to handle them anyway. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I just like the Saints a lot in this game. They rested basically everyone in Week 17, so they've essentially had they've essentially got a full clean bill of health with a couple of weeks rest. This will be a really good test of the old momentum versus versus health yeah. argument yeah. Uh, for this one, uh, but. <laughs> I don't know what's what's making me believe. You've got Philly a bottom five in rush offense, the Saints top five in rush defense. So you can't imagine that the running game is going to get going for Philadelphia. And it's weird how little they've used the running game, considering they're good in the red zone in, on defense. In fact, you've got. It's a really weird matchup because you've got things like that. Last stat I read out was the Eagles have the best red zone defense in the league this season, allowing touchdowns on just 42% of trips, while New Orleans are fourth in red zone offense. There's some key areas where people will have to perform. I'm sorry, I'm just taking the Saints. I'm just taking the Saints to cover. Mate, it's absolutely fine. And I think also you've had you've got the Saints who've, who've had a week off, but they've had a week off to also practice and prepare for this game and what we saw throughout the season is interesting things that they did with Taysom Hill and it shows that they are are coming up with some interesting packages some things different looks different things that we haven't necessarily seen before from this Saints team and maybe um, somewhat in the NFL anyway with using a, a a, a supreme athlete, Taysom Hill. Sorry, it's kind of like London-born Super Bowl winning Jay Ajayi. You have to put that in front of Taysom Hill as well. But when you've got a week to dial up a load of interesting things like that with him, not with him, 
And then you see that Avonte Maddox, and I love the guy, and he, he made one good play, but he got beaten on three or four occasions by Alan Robinson. If he's going to have to line up against... Um, if he's going to have to line up against the likes of Michael Thomas or even Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, I'd worry for him and I worry for the Eagles on that left, their left hand side, the right hand side of um, of the the New Orleans Saints. So I've got the Saints winning, not as big as they did in the regular season, but by a good fifteen points or so. What you have got is two of the head coaches with some of the biggest cojones <laughs> in all of the NFL. So I will, um, yeah, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, that's one thing I would say. <laughs> okay, buddy. Look, look, that's great. That's great. So apart, we've differed only on one, I think, which is the first game, the Colts versus the Chiefs. Yeah, which is yeah, which is fair enough. Fine, yeah, fine. Why not? Yeah. And and let's be honest, I'm probably an idiot for not picking the Chiefs, but there we go. Uh, Ollie, uh, we're going to be live on Talksport on Saturday night at midnight. We'll be reviewing Colts Chiefs. We'll be bringing you Saints. Uh, no, we won't. We'll bring you Cowboys Rams live. <laughs> we will. Yeah, can't wait. Um, let's get some some different takeaway in this time. Okay, I'm good with that. Or maybe I'll cook. Maybe I'll cook something. Maybe I'll cook you something. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, like uh, Ollie's five tomato meatballs. Oh, my God. Five tomato. Think of all the ways you can have tomato. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll do that. Oh, you know what I will do, Will? I'll do those uh, dates, water chestnut and smoked bacon things. If you do that, I will love you forever. I already do love you forever, but Thanks, more so, even more so. Right, uh, Ollie, before we get the latest odds from my friends at Red Zone, sport, redzone.bet, anything else you'd like to say? Well, it's a final thought, I guess. Spygate. Spygate UK. Spygate UK. Don't spy for me, Argentina. If you, ah, That's excellent. I didn't come wow. up with it, but it's great. <laughs> I'm so disappointed I hadn't heard that before now. <laughs> that is wonderful. You know he's ad- <laughs> you know he's admitted that's it. legitimately made my night. You're welcome. You, Bios has admitted it as well in the last uh, half an hour or so. Amazing. Do you know what, just as they're about to kick off, do you know what I love about it particularly? Go on. Uh, is that, well, firstly, yet again, the uh, <laughs> British sport is behind American sport by a solid 10 to 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love him. Bielsa's is the best, isn't he? I the just... greatest, yeah. Uh, you know, um, he he's always already flouted the 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 rules with coaches in the stadium. Flouted, yeah. Uh, so he there yeah, that as well. I like a flout. Uh, he's flaunted the rules Fair because what he's done um, before and got caught and then owned up to it is you're not allowed coaches in separate in two different parts of the ground. Um, like behind the goals, you're not allowed official employees that are, are coaches, and then they they um, report back. He's already admitted oh. to doing that this season, so he is a, a man that lives on the edge, and I love it. Right, I love you. Thanks, and buddy. I'm going to let you go. All right, mate. Because we've all got to have go and enjoy our lives. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. At Gridiron on Twitter. I hope that your dream, your playoff dreams come true and we'll be back to look at all of the head coaching changes and the wildcard weekend action 
after uh, yeah after a fantastic wild card weekend. So enjoy it. It's the best weekend in the NFL. Yes. Uh, love you. Bye. Joining us from our friends at redzone.bet now to take a look forward to the weekend's games. Waza, how's it going? What do we fancy for Saturday as the Colts face the Chiefs? Hi, Will. It's getting quite exciting, isn't it? Um, looking at the uh, Colts v Chiefs game, um, Chiefs are five and a half point favourites. The over-under is 57. We like the red-hot Colts in this one. Um, the uh, Kansas City defence, is its strength is the pass rush. And the, um, the offensive line of the Colts has been doing very well. Andrew Luck's only been um, sacked 18 times in the whole season, which is, is, is the best in the, uh, in the league. Um, he's going to be able to get the ball out quickly. We think they're not going to have a problem scoring points on the Chiefs. And so we like the, the Colts with five and a half points. And it wouldn't be a surprise to us if they pulled off the upset and won the game, which if you wanted to back that... That is 19 to 10 on our site. Nice. Good stuff. And then to Saturday night, Cowboys on the road at the Rams. Another upset? Yeah, again, you know, the, the, the Cowboys, um, seven points it is. So Rams are seven point favourites. The over-under is 49 and a half. Um, the, the Cowboys have, uh, uh, their running game is, is going to, we think, going to control, they'll be able to control the clock against the Rams. Again, we've said in, in, in recent weeks, that people have sort of figured the Rams out a little bit. We think that the game management will will be much more um, on, on Dallas. They're going to be able to run the ball on the Rams. Uh, I think they're going to be able to uh, score some points. And in, in defense, I think they, you know, they um, Gurley's a bit banged up, and they're going to be able to limit his production, hopefully, for, the, for the, uh, those of us backing the Cowboys. And uh, it's going to be a close game, a lot of pressure on the Rams. Uh, and we think that putting it all on Goff is going to be a little bit of uh, a, too, a bridge too far for him. So we, we like the Cowboys plus seven in this one. Uh, now to the Sunday evening games and starting off with the Chargers at the Patriots. I think this might be the most difficult game this weekend to call. Well, uh, unsurprisingly, again, we, we seem to be on all the underdogs. We love the Chargers. Um, the Chargers, uh, we think, are just an all-round better football team. You know, you take out... The fact that it's Tom Brady, the fact that it's uh, Foxborough, uh, the Chargers, you know, I think their record um, away from home is is unsurpassed in the league as well. So um, we think that the um, the line is uh, Patriots are, f- are four point favourites. So it's only one click above the standard three point home team line. The over under is 47 and a half. Uh, again, we think uh, Philip Rivers is going to be able to to um, score some points on on the Pats. Uh, yes, it's outside. It's Boston or just outside Boston. It's cold, but we think they'll be able to uh, score some points. Um, and New England are going to struggle against this Chargers defense, we think. So uh, again, I, we would be taking the Chargers plus for 2021 on our site. And then finally, surely the road underdog Eagles can't do it again when they go to New Orleans to face the Saints. Well, it, it's one of those ones where, you know, it's very hard to, to, to back against them. And, 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 the, and the thing is with the Saints is that, you know, they, they, they rested all their starters, really, didn't they, in, in, the, in, in the last week, in week 17. And they, they haven't really been firing on all cylinders in the last few weeks of the season. However, we like the, the Saints to cover this. We think that, you know, the Saints have been saving themselves. The hope is for us who are... Uh, are going to back the Saints minus eight, that um, 
you know their their rhythm rhythm hasn't been affected by the bye week and the resting of the players. Um, the, the interesting one we we think, or when I say we think, I talk about the clever guys in in the office. They think um, Golden Tate versus PJ Williams in the slot. They think Golden Tate is going to have a big week. Um, they think a bigger week than last week. So um, although we are uh, are very much on the side of the state, Saints minus eight look out for Golden Tate to do some damage and it, it wouldn't surprise any of us would it if if the Eagles were to pull off an upset um, but looking at the stats our guys are very much with the Saints in this one so Saints minus uh, eight points at 25 to 27. Warren, top stuff as always. Full terms and conditions at redzone.bet. It is over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Anything else our listeners need to know? Well, I think one thing that might interest your listeners, as of, um, I can announce that we're going to offer a million pound prize for uh, a competition we're running on the Super Bowl. We've got five questions going up right. You have to get all five right. Um, but it's... Uh, it, there's no um, no cost for entry. You just got to be you sign up as a, a red zone dot bet account. Um, it's going to go on the site obviously after the uh, AFC and NFC championship games. But um, yeah, get on there. You have one entry per person, and you've got a chance of uh, of winning a million pounds if you manage to get. I think we're going to we've not quite decided on the on the questions yet, but we think it'll be exact exact score of the game, winning team, um, uh, yardage for the uh, passing yards for the two quarterbacks and total points in the game. So, you know, it's a little bit of fun. Uh, I don't think anyone else is doing it. So you've got a a free ticket to a a million pounds. So um, hopefully that's going to be up on our site, as I said, just past the championship games. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Waza. Brilliant stuff (laughs) as always. Thank you, mate. You have a good weekend, Will. Cheers. Take care. Hi everyone, it's Dev off the radio here. We're doing a brand new podcast from LucasAid Sport called Running the Show. And I'm Sam Thompson from Made in Chelsea. Hey. I'll be joining Annoying slash being overly affectionate with Dev <laughs> for the next 12 weeks as we both take up running for the first time. Make sure you join us on all your podcast providers to find out which one of us is killing the training and which one of us is hating every second. Probably me. Probably me.